This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, <laughs> powered by Celery, the show that agrees with French philosopher for the second week running, but this time Albert Camus, that, all that I know most surely about morality and obligations, I owe to football. And in truth, Chelsea learned a lesson about morality with a moral victory, I suppose, in the draw against Liverpool on Saturday. They did enough to win. In fact, they probably should have won it were it not for an 88-minute wonder goal by former Chelsea player Daniel Sturridge. Of course, Sturridge felt obligated not to celebrate scoring against his former club. Shame he didn't feel obligated to put in a limp-wristed performance like fellow former Blue Mo Salah. But... To keep the philosophical theme going for a minute, this week was a huge week for Chelsea under the development of Maurizio Sarri. Many of us, me included, thought that the Liverpool or playing Liverpool twice in a week would be a big test of how far Sarismo has come. And I think Chelsea have passed the test with flying colours. We knocked out rivals for a cup with Hazard scoring a wonderful goal to keep his scintillating start to the season going. And on Saturday, we drew with the darlings of the media and pundits, so desperately predicting them to run away with it this year, their year. Oh, and we're still unbeaten. And Hazard is the best player in the world at the moment. Happy? You bet your life I am. And on that happy note, <clears throat> it is the Chelsea Fancast, number 435... And this week is in t- it is entitled A Double Dose of Scouse. Something that sounds very unpleasant, and in fact is. But there you go. Um, we have, as always, uh, we've got a stellar cast tonight. Uh, obviously, you know, we've got Jonathan Kidd, who I will say hello to you properly in a minute. Uh, but we have, for the first time in far too flaming long, the return of the Smut Buddies, Mr Tony Glover and Ms Alexandra Churchill, also known as the girl who likes... Balls. How are you, Tony? Fair dinkum. 
I'm very well, thank you. I was just waiting for Alex very to come good. in with something um, deep and profound about the, you know, the Korean no, girl. No, 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 there's no deep and profound. There's just my new toy tonight. Straight. When ah. Australians were over a couple of games ago, they gave me a present, which is an Australia button with the express instruction that I was to use it to wind <laughs> shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank you, Bob like Saunders. It. Thank you. Yeah. See, my, I only my, like toys, it, my toys only vibrated. <laughs> okay, enough with the fucking stupid toy well, already. <laughs> it's worn, worn very thin in about 90 seconds. Uh, Jonathan Kidd, uh, a man who uh, I was privileged to... Right, a man that uh, I've, I've, you know, was privileged enough to uh, to see... Uh, after the game on Saturday, and of course we did a, a double header for um, for Love Sport Radio, which is great fun. Speaking to Dickie Lee and uh, the, the bloke that they call, I think it's James Matty or something. I don't know. Anyway, we had a nice chat with them, and then we did our little video piece where I was a bit rude about the Scousers and instantly regretted it. Although thus far I've not had a cacophony of insults slung my way. They seem to have been focusing on all the other. Uh, Nazi and uh, vile song-singing Chelsea fans, of which, of course, there are many, as we all know. Uh, what a horrible bunch of fans they are. But anyway, enough of my waffling. Jonathan, how lovely to have you with us, as always. And, of course, lovely to be on the show, Chidge. And I, once again, I approve of your um, uh, French philosopher reference, because it was, it was Sartre last week, and it's Camus this week. And did you know that in the myth of Syphysis, he is actually pushing a football up the hill? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, it's a stone. I've just made it up. I've given it a kind of football reference. But, yeah, but um, I love it. I love yeah. that we're doing classical humour now. We're so highbrow. We're so highbrow. Well, it makes up for all the Nazi songs that I hear all the time. Could, mm. Can we just point yeah. this out, this, this business of, oh, are we actually doing Nazi salutes? We're not, are no. We? no. No, of course we're not. Why? I've got, I've got the first F word in there. Like some idiot. Of course we're not. Of course That's we're not. rubbish. What is that complete shit? I mean, for right, goodness sake. Um, uh, right. Uh, I better let you lot out there a mixler of, of whom there are many, of course. And I'm delighted to see them there. Um, we are going to be discussing the following on the show tonight. Uh, we're going to be discussing whether we could have, should have, would have beaten Liverpool on Saturday. But in the cold light of day, how far does this result show us the progression under Sarri? In part two... We're going to look at Rudiger and Louise's imperious performances, uh, Maratta and Sarri spreading happiness everywhere. And we're also going to look back and look forward to the Carabao Cup and have some fun facts. We have fun facts about Mole Vidi, which has got to be the strangest name in football. But when you dig around under the surface, they're even weirder than that. And they, of course, are our opponents on Thursday in the Europa League. Uh, and in part three, a um, couple of uh, emails for Jonathan to read out. And in part four... We'll have a roundup of your Chelsea supporter news, and I think there will be enough time tonight to do some questions from Mixler. So I need you getting those questions in during part three as we approach part four, otherwise you won't get them answered. Very, very simple. Uh, now, talking of Mixler, as I said, uh, you can listen to the show live every Monday at seven o'clock by going to Mixler. It is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. And, of course, you can join in all the chat in the chat room there. And it's great fun. Loads of people in there, as there always are. Vinda Blue, uh, who also uh, asked a question in uh, the London is Blue podcast, which I was on last night. Uh, Aussie signed my broken leg. 
Bob Uzere, Aurelius13, I almost said that right. Dean Mears, CFC UK. Oh, so many, so many. Benji Toe, uh, Daniel Buckfield. Oh, it's so good. Lovely stuff. Now, after this short break, we'll be talking to the football, and hopefully we won't hear any buzzing. much to talk about this week so much to talk about but uh, when Jonathan and I walked out of uh, of the ground um, you know on uh, on on Saturday uh, I went around the corner and met him to do my little call I'll be honest with you you know I was really disappointed as I, I felt the whole ground felt quite disappointed and I know it sounds a bit churlish to say that as we played brilliantly and I think we had I think it was the best performance we'd put in all season um, but when you lose a goal in the last kind of couple of minutes Anyway, it's bad. But when it's to Liverpool, it's even worse. And then when it's Daniel Sturridge, it just kind of completely, um, it just really, you know, leaves you with a sour taste in your mouth. Really. Um, I mean, that's kind of how we felt, wasn't it, Jonathan? Yes, yes. And I, I think um, it hasn't improved with uh, f- um, 48 hours later, has it really? Uh, it, was, uh, it was a blow. Um, and it was a blow because... Um, uh, you could see, you could almost see it coming because poor old Barkley came on and just uh, gave the ball away consistently. Um, uh, not looking for scapegoats, but uh, in this instance, um, when we've been playing so, um, in a, such a, the defence was was terrific in such a controlled way, to then just have a, a pot shot from the end of, edge of the penalty area go in. I mean, it was a brilliant goal. You've got to give it that. We were then debating whether it was Kepper's fault. Um, and, and to be fair to him, I think he's just slightly too short, isn't he? Um, and it was it was very accurate and it dipped. So I think we're being a bit churlish because he'd also made a fantastic save a few moments beforehand to um, uh, to that, that very quick taken one when when Dave had given the ball away. I just think we got a bit tired towards the end of the uh, end of the game and we weren't under the cosh. I mean, I, I noticed Joe Tweed made a very good point. Um, uh, unfortunately, each um, substitution we made lessened our impact in fact whether Fabregas would have been better coming on rather than Barkley towards the end um, uh, not, not, probably um, that would have meant uh, uh, more attacking but, but possibly better than that than, uh, than, than poor old Barkley who seemed to be uh, out of his depth a bit um, but uh, yeah I think I think uh, I think you, ultimately it was a fair result given um, the number of of uh, chances they had. But I, I felt we were so brilliant in defence, we were all kicking the ball off the line from Luis and Rudiger that uh, we deserved we deserved to get uh, get the victory. Uh, but what I what I was bemused about was how they seemed to think that this was their their uh, their cup final, as if they'd won. I think you mentioned it as well, Alex, didn't you? As if they'd won the league. Um, um, they went so mad and berserk about one-one, and I thought they'd have been disappointed. I mean, they didn't maintain their their um, uh, their winning season, did they? Um, every game so far, and 
and it was a draw ultimately. But uh, I suppose um, uh, I don't know. I can't get into the uh, the Scouser mindset. I'm afraid. Um, but oh, who the hell, uh, yeah, who the hell nice can Jonathan? One, in the end, you know, only only seven games in. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah, you know, but um, yeah, it would have been nice to have won, but um, in the end, you know, it's only seven games in, and I think we played so wonderfully, and it was such a great game, and as we're going to talk about later, we clearly have um, been fantastic getting to where we are after only seven games, considering Klopp's had three years to deal with them, so uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a I had a sense, Tony, that that you know, much as I hate to admit it, but that goal that goal was coming. I mean, I, I you know, the, the few people were talking about um, you look, it all looking a bit Conte in parts because we looked as though we were playing really deep. But the reality the the reality is is that I think they were trying to play a clever counter attack ga- clever counter attack game, and um, you know trying to catch the ball on the break, which is kind of what they did in a sense. So, you know, and I, I have no problem with that. But I had a feeling that the goal was coming. You know, it looked like it, didn't it, Tony? Oh, um, I, I basically, if, if there had been a sofa for me to sit behind and watch that game with my hands over my eyes, that would have been it. Um, because I thought in the second half, we I, I was the one who said it all looked a bit conti-ish to me. It looked like we were sitting deep. We, But uh, an interesting conversation um, down the pub later on that night and said, well, perhaps that was exactly what you needed because Liverpool came at us in the second half, pretty much like they did last week. Um, and, and you know, people, you can say what you like. They This this is not a Liverpool side that's looking particularly mediocre. They they do seem to have kicked, kicked on from, from last season, um, from their Champions League thing. And, um, you know, that their, their goalkeeper is obviously very good. You know, the, to stop Hazard the way he did... Um, on that one-on-one was, you know, if that had been our keeper, we would have just been, you know, lauding him all bloody weekend for that. Um, so I do think that Liverpool came at us. And I think when you haven't got the ball, you do tire quicker. You're chasing more shadows. You're covering more ground, trying to close spaces down. Um, and and I, I, it, it, that's what showed. I think when the goal came, I mean, to be honest with you, I expected Shakiri or um, the, uh, was it the Firmino header that, that Luis got off the line? I can't remember who, who, who headed it off the line. Um, it might have been from Mane. But the Shakiri one that he put past the post, we thought was in. I, I had my, you know, bloody hell head on at that point. Um, but we were defending royally um, as as good as I've ever seen. I, it's a long time since I've been able to say that a Chelsea defence were so well organised. And it, it stems from Rudiger and Louise, I think, who were just, um, you know, Christensen must be sitting on that bench thinking, bloody hell, I've got no hope here until one of them gets injured. Um, and, and for all of the criticisms that Louise has taken in the past, and I've been one who sat there and said, I pay my season ticket money to see players like him fight he entertains he's got a swagger uh, uh I, I you know i think he was close for man of the match for me on saturday he was so so good um and uh and people say yeah but you know you get the whole thing he's got always got an error in him and I've, I've got a simple view of that show me a defender who hasn't i've seen john terry make howlers before Bobby Moore made howlers. People do. It's, you cannot 
be flawless in that position. And I don't think Louise makes any more errors than anybody else in the Premiership. And at the moment, I would put Rudiger down as the best centre-half in the Premiership. I actually agree with that. And I tell you what, actually, Tony, and I'll ask Alex this as well. Well, actually, I will ask Alex this rather than you, Tony. But, um, you know, we've been talking for a few weeks about... um, you know, obvious defensive vulnerabilities. And in fact, that was one of the things that we thought we would really struggle with against Liverpool. But I actually think the best thing about that game, other than the absolutely superb um, the superb attitude that they showed and their fight and their desire, it, I think it answered quite a few of those defensive issues. I mean, Alonso, I thought, did really, really well against Salah. In fact, so well that the little Egyptian got taken off. Um, and, and, you know, this vaunted attack of Salah, Firmino and Mane really had very little joy. And, I mean, they basically drew with us because, you know, Sturridge, as you said in your wonderful article, Alex, he will never score a goal like that, as good as that again, in his entire career. Right? I can't believe the little git went four days without getting injured and managed to score, like, how many times <laughs> against us? where was that when he played for us and he was limping around whining to everyone about not being like first choice above Drogba Um, yeah ultimately I think uh, Mane was shit Firmino was played out of the game and anonymous which with those teeth is no mean feat and uh, Salah was industrious but rendered completely ineffectual because our defence was so good. And that's the first time they've come up against it this season and they failed two games in a week to beat us. We've gone unbeaten against them twice in a week and they came close to losing both of them. So up yours, Press, who've already given them all the trophies this season, including the Champions League and, you know, got the bus ready the open top bus thing round Scouts Land if it's got any wheels left on it by then but, um, yeah fuck them on the other hand uh, you know I mean you know look I, I, I agree with all of what you said Alex but if there was one thing that we we should have done in fact Rudiger I think picked up on this after the game didn't he about you know we need to be more clinical Hazard you know could have made it 2-0 I think it would have been game over had that been the case but, I mean, I, I think looking at that, not just the issue about Hazard having to do it all on his own, but I think we are a world-class striker away from winning the league. But actually, at the end of the day, that's all we really need to add to this team, isn't it, Jonathan? Yeah, completely. Um, I don't know who the world-class striker is, though, Chidge. That's the trouble. And I don't know how we're There aren't get that many around, are there? Um, <clears throat> no. No, unless they, they take a punt... And uh, I think I've said this before, and they buy, um, they buy a, a very swift, uh, lower lower division uh, striker who is just, uh, um, you know, he does score goals for a, for a lesser club, and uh, Sarri makes him into somebody who fits in with the plan, because at the moment, uh, obviously, um, Morata doesn't, and Giroud tries his heart out, but you just have to look at stats. You know, he's not scoring. Neither of them is scoring. So. Um, we're, we're a bit we're a bit stuffed that way, and I'm afraid Morata for me just gets worse and worse and worse. And I, despite wanting to say, look at him, he tackles back. Look, um, uh, he's not offering anything at all. Um, when you need to bring a sub on or uh, or have playing from the beginning who has an effect. I mean, I thought the advantage of Juru in the game was that he he did um, 
he and uh, he and uh, Van Dyke ended up being like a couple of octopuses, just holding um, <laughs> flailing about all the time. And I just imagine the ref- referee looking, thinking, "Well, I can't, I can't give a foul because I can't work out which is which." They've become, they've become one amorphous body, the both of them together, just lying in the middle of the pitch. But um, uh, and then you saw immediately, of course, Morata came on. Van Dyke became much more of a um, of a distributor and part of the setup. So Giroud does have a function, um, as he does with France. Um, what, what was the, the the French centre forward who never scored for them and yet uh, won a world medal? Was it Gavinch? What was his name? Uh, game of the G. But he, he's you know it's the same kind of role he's performing, and he really does make an enormous amount of effort. But as you say, it's not uh, it's not a world class. It's not, it's not. He is pretty world class, Giroud, but not in the same way as somebody like Aguero, who's belting the ball consistently into the goal and. Um, uh, unless you convert, as I say, a, a very swift striker, or he starts playing um, Pedro Hazard and William together uh, as a three, um, which we keep talking about, and I keep waiting to see it happen, and it doesn't. Um, but I'm beginning to think that they must do something. They must change this non-scoring aspect because it's absurd. Because the, I mean, at least the emphasis is on Hazard, and he's doing the business. And we, and I think we've missed Pedro. I reckon if Pedro played at the weekend. Um, he'd have scored actually because as Sarri has said he's he's the most um, uh, what's he said about him he, he, he gets into position where he moves better than any of them and he's also uh, he's so used to playing that way um, but I, I, it's, it's very difficult to know who they could purchase I mean perhaps there's somebody on his radar already because he have he has so many other um, contacts via Italy and perhaps Chelsea have got the scouts out at the moment but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be so sure um, but no, I don't know. Who, anybody else got any idea? Any anybody on Mixler got any idea who they could purchase? Well, I, I I've often said it. If you and it's if you're just doing it to, until the right time comes along, uh, and you want a striker with pace, then I would be going for Vardy. You know, I think he would. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. fast. He, and he shoots. He's an instinctive shooter, yeah. isn't he? He's a, yeah. He would. I agree completely, Tony. He'd fit in wonderfully. I yeah. absolutely agree. He's exactly what I meant, really, about a, a lower down in the division, somebody with great pace. Yes. He's, he's, he, he would be brilliant. And that, who's the, I keep mentioning that guy from Bournemouth. Is it Callum, what's his name? Wilson. Oh, Callum Wilson, yes. Yeah, who's yeah, uh, who really speedy forward, you know, and scores some very strange angles. Yeah. I um, wonder, uh, and that's the Sarri thing, isn't it? It's about getting players in that you develop. It's not always yeah. going to the market, but occasionally you're going to have to go to the market, as he says, and uh, and 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 then the the skill is in in developing them and getting them in that spot. And I just think if you've got, like you said, the two players we mentioned, it, they may not be full long term ones, but I think Morata has this. Yeah, you know, I I love Giroud in the fact that he can defend a corner. Yeah. Um, and he can hold the ball and he can, he's, you know, defenders don't like him. Whereas I don't think the defenders give a shit about Morata because he's always <laughs> something fancy. You know, I don't think, I don't think there's a defender who thinks, shit, I've got, I'm up against Morata in the same way they do that. They know they're going to get a bit of a battering from Giroud. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think when you're looking at somebody, he always reminds me of, of, you know, if it was sort of 10 years ago, it would be someone like um, uh, Defoe who, it was another one who was just, you know, the bloody intuitive goal scorer. Someone, there's the goal. I'll have a shot and I'll have, I'll see what happens. And I think sometimes we we're guilty, like 
like a lot of clubs, perhaps not City at the moment because they've got Aguero and they've got a, uh, a very rich, um, you know, uh, a, a collection to, to pick from. But um, sometimes I want someone who's a bit greedy and not always. I don't want an artistic goal. I don't want something that's walked into the back of the net by an extra pass. Sometimes I just want a striker to think, let's work the keeper on that one, you know, um, because you work the keeper. Sometimes you might push it out to someone else to come in and I just Indeed, there's I also agree. an aspect of, of having a having a boot from the edge of the area because it always hits somebody you know the number of goals you see that have just hit somebody on the knee and go in yes. he's had a shot you know I mean alright yeah. if, if the team are blocking wonderfully you're not going to do it but um, I, I'm, and I've said this on the show before it's always that business when you're watching the game and you can at the angle you've got you think oh there they are that's the moment if the goalkeeper's not yes. seeing the ball there's, it's just opened up William needs to take the shot now and, yeah. and they, go, they pass it. You go, no, you've missed. And then they have the shot when the forward has come, when the, yeah. when the, when the fullbacks come across and the goalkeeper's in the middle of the goal. You think, no, yeah. you've just missed that moment. Just have a dip. I mean, I'm just one of my, my phrases. I keep saying, have a dip now. Have a dip. <laughs> I know Chich is probably sitting back with his Cuban cigar or a glass of Rioja thinking because of the out of sync thing or whatever. But there was one other thing. The guy in front of us, a couple of guys in front of us, they noticed that Alisson was... 20 to 25 yards in front of the box for parts of that game. Wow. And there was a little bit, of, there was quite a few people sitting there going, why doesn't Kepper or one of our players just try it, try and lump it? Because the bloke's yeah. miles off his line. You know, you don't, it, it, it's always a bit controversial. People go, oh Christ, what a waste of time. But, you know, wasn't that how Charlie Adam caught, took, uh, caught, got caught, caught to didn't he, a couple of years ago? Yeah. Spotted him off his line walloped it or whatever and it, if honestly if you get a chance to watch the game back look at where Alisson was he was m- almost in the position where you'd expect to find your midfield your, your centre midfield it was I, I didn't notice it at first and then afterwards I was watching I was thinking fuck it look our keeper's got the ball he could just actually do a drop if he had the balls do a drop kick and see if you can just catch him off his guard he's a you know. kicker old yeah, 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 he yeah. kicks was, the ball much better than interesting. he just gives it a belt and he's very good at playing the ball out, um, just coming to the edge of the air. He's very, very much a modern goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I think yeah. we're beginning to see why they purchased him and and, uh, and how good he is, actually, and what potential he has. I'm, I'm very impressed. I think they did a very good piece of business there, selling Courtois and then buying him. Because in the ultimate, it only cost $40 million, didn't it? Because it was $71 million for Kepa, but they sold... Um, they sold uh, uh, Courtois for 35, I think it was. Yeah. 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 The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Okay, we were talking about uh, Liverpool <laughs> and uh, and Chelsea um, on Saturday, and the boys and girls were doing fabulously whilst I sulked in the background, trying to find a solution to our technical problems. Uh, but I didn't manage to, which is a shame. Um, <coughs> one thing we we didn't talk about was. Uh, I thought, uh, Tony, that Kante looked uh, much more comfortable playing against a team that were attacking Chelsea than he has done playing against teams that just defend. 
Um, he seemed to kind of realise that he needed to be... I mean, I think in a sense we're talking about the midfield and I've got to be honest and say I think that Jorginho, Kante and Kovacic, that was the best collective performance I've seen by them this season, let alone the defence. But I do wonder if, if, that, if it was just that Kante more often than not found himself in his comfort zone, which is to be in the midfield and nicking the ball and making tackles rather than you know, winning the ball further up, which is kind of what he's been put in to do. Uh, and then, uh, and then you know, try and get on the end of something. So, you know, I know there's been a lot of stick and, you know, debate about Kante versus Jorginho, but I, I really do think he, he can play in that role. I've got every faith in him. Have you? Um, I, I, I never doubted it. And I, I, I refer the honourable gentleman to my comment um not less than a few minutes ago about developing players about sometimes they're asked to play out of position and we sit there and we go oh look he's played him out of position or whatever but these these coaches and I, you know, I was, I'm the first to admit this my jury's still out on Sammy but he's, you're looking at these players you're seeing them every single day we're not I don't care how much we think we know about football we do not see these players every day and I think he spotted the fact that Kante, to me, do you remember um, a, a, a phrase, Chid, you might be able to, certainly JK will be, Ch- Alex won't be old enough to remember a phrase called a utility player. Um, uh, and they were the sort of players that you could bring on and pretty much put in any position and they would give you a decent performance. They were, as I thought was it Deschamps called them, they were the water carriers. Yeah, um, the one I remember mostly being like that was Barney Goldbeck, who's who I you know I thought was massively underrated, and Kante, who's you know he's streets in front of that. But I think you can play him pretty much anywhere. And I, I was getting a bit frustrated with all this, you know, uh, expertise about Kante's position is this, and this is what he's best at. Um, I think like Sarri has looked at him and gone, well, I think he can do this. I think he can work with Jorginho. Um, and he, you know, they can cover each other if, in that sense. If if, you're, if Jorginho's the one at the back who's orchestrating things, Kante is, you know, you could give him that whole midfield in the centre, right, left, up the up the pitch, back down the pitch, or whatever. Um, and you know, like Makaleli, he's he's what he's best at is breaking things up. It's not pretty, but it doesn't have to be. It just has to be effective. And I think, you know, there were a couple of times where he lost the ball and he didn't manage to get it back. That happens in every game. But he will chase and harry and break things up. And it's not spectacular. But again, you know, this is what people are noticing. I, I, I think he, if the one thing I think I wish I'd seen see from Kante a bit is a bit more confidence up front. We know he can finish. Yeah. Um, but he just seems to me, strikes me, he's been such a humble bloke that he just thinks, oh, I've done my bit. Now I have to give it to someone else to take all the glory. And you think, do you know what? You could have had a crack from there, mate. Um, uh, so I, I, I think it's a developmental thing. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm slowly being won over by Sarri, but, you know, it still needs to be a, 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 a trophy. But what I see is his willingness to get the players to do some other stuff and not, too much out there comfort zone. He's not saying a hazard get back track back. He's not doing a Mourinho um, uh, in that sense. But I, you know, I think Kante looks comfortable to me. Chidge, where every I'm pretty sure, even though he's only about the same height as me, if you gave him a pair of goalkeeping gloves, he'd just nod his head and go, "All right, I love Elgo." <laughs> Jonathan, um, you, I think it was you that was mentioning uh, that you didn't think the subs worked very well. I mean. There were some pretty snipey to the game, as there always are, about, oh, well, Barkley gave the ball away, so he must be absolute shit. 
which is rubbish. I mean, I, I think people underestimate how difficult it is to come on as a sub in a in a game like that, which was a very, I mean, crikey. I mean, Tony was saying earlier on, and I, I agree with him, I was drained when I walked out of that. It was incredibly tense, proper, proper game of football. So if you come on cold, then, you know, it's really it's really tough to do that. Um, but the reality is, is that uh, when Barkley came on, I'm trying to remember who else came on. Morata obviously came on from for Giroud. Uh, who came on? Who came? Who else came on? I can't remember. Came on. Whatever. Moses, Moses came on. Oh, Moses. That's right. Who oh, I, I I thought again showed that he's not really good enough for Chelsea. To be brutally honest. Um, so yeah, they didn't really work, did they? And I, I just wonder, does that does that mean that we've, you know, I heard some pundit. And, you know, obviously it made me bristle when I heard them. But they were saying, I actually, I, I think I know who it was. It was uh, it was Mortz, Paul Mortimer, when I did the uh, the Love Sport, uh, uh, you know, paper review on Sunday morning. But he was saying that he thinks that, Chelsea, uh, that Liverpool have got a better squad than Chelsea. And, of course, I bristled and defended us with the honour that you would expect me to. But, actually, I'm wondering if he might have a point. <laughs> but that can't be true, though, Chidge, because we... We beat them on Thursday with uh, with our B team. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and they exactly. played lots of their B team. So uh, that's not necessarily the case. And also, and I thought Barkley played well on Thursday. Um, it was just the uh, I think he was just off the pace. It was very quick, and they were they they pressed better with this team than they did with the um, with the team on Thursday. Um, so. Uh, uh, no, I, I, you can't obviously say that Barkley's shit. You just say that, unfortunately, all you can, all I find in these situations is you can only just say what happened, which is that he came on and unfortunately looked looked off the pace, as did Moses, unfortunately. Um, and uh, whether it was because the, the the game was going so quickly and they did press and press more and more, uh, Liverpool, uh, because I think of, of things that I mentioned before. I think because. Um, Van Dyke was suddenly in the game because uh, Giroud wasn't on the pitch. Um, Morata wasn't the threat that Giroud had been. And, uh, and we were forced to defend more. So, in a sense, we played into their hands for that big press that they do. And, they're, they're, uh, you know, he's got that bit right. You know, they, they, they really... Uh, I mean, there was a wonderful interview with Louise, I don't know if you saw it at the end of the BT um, sport thing, which I'd recorded. Um, and he, he was saying how... Um, uh, what a great team Liverpool were because they never stop. And you go, yeah, that's it. There is. There's this, there's this constant ability to think we're going to score regardless, even any time of the game. And, uh, and we used to have that. We had that 10 years ago. And it's something that um, uh, and we had when we, won the, when we won the league two seasons ago. It's something that, that really good teams start having is that. And United, of course, had it all the time when they had Fergie time, which is you just think, I'm gonna, we're going to keep going and we're going to score. And uh, and I thought, oh, you know, to go back to it, I thought we were we were dealing with that really well. But each each sub who came on changed the game. Um, uh, and and, and you know, Sarri will be aware of this um, because once again, it's you know, it's seven games in, um, and I think we're doing wonderfully considering. And he's making players. He is making players develop. But what he's making develop, he's making. The, the players we knew were good anyway, like Louise, has actually fitted in beautifully. And for all that saying, uh, get back Schwai back. Um, once again, he's not he's not in, intelligent enough. It's an awful thing to say to actually deal with that kind of football. Um, you need people who pick it really quickly. Um, and I think, I, to be fair to Moses, I, 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 you know, I said this. I've said this before. I said it on Friday. Um, 
it's not fair to Moses to suddenly make him into the attacking player that he was when he was at Wigan because he's actually become a very good wing-back. Mm. Unfortunately, we're not playing with wing-backs anymore. And he's forcing and him to he play right in the same player. When at Wigan, all he did was just beat players. And he seems to have lost that ability. He's become a very good defender. But we don't want him to defend. So I, I, I think he's not, he's, as you said, Chib, he's not, he's not being good enough at the moment, unfortunately, because he's not, he's not doing what he, what, what he was taught to do. Uh, and I don't know how we can get back to being um, the attacker that he once was, beating players for fun. Because uh, you remember that game that we, the, the first Wigan game, and when he played against <laughs> I was up at Wigan, and we were all, we were all, everybody was, um, was singing, uh, um, you'll be playing for us next week. And he was on fire. He was just absolutely brilliant, but as a winger, and he mm. seems to have lost that ability. And, and as you said, Barkley, I don't think is the finished article. And I think it was also quite pressurised for him because once again, he got a lot of abuse again because he's an Everton player, because he's a scouser. And you wonder whether he just couldn't quite deal with it. He should be able to. Um, but uh, as you say, it, 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 it wasn't the same once the, uh, the substitute started coming on. And yet, you know, we almost won it, so... Yeah, uh, uh, I I agree with with. Sorry, I was just going to say I agree with Jonathan. And I think you made a point that maybe um, Fabregas might have been a better option yeah. because he could have come on and slowed the game down, or maybe put his foot on the ball a little bit. You know, um, whereas Barkley come on. Um, do you remember the herbs? Deal the dog. <laughs> That's what he was like. I think a bit over enthusiastic of anything when what it needed was a kind of calmer, older, slightly duller head in that sense. I was going to ask Alex, actually, because, you know, talking of uh, subs that didn't work, I mean, Morata came on and, you know, was about as ineffective as he normally is. But um, what I would say is that he put himself about a bit and, and got a bit angrier. And, and what, I'm, what I'm most delighted about, Alex, and, and I think this is to our eternal credit, and, and uh, you know, this is, this is very much what Chelsea supporters are, are really about. And I, and I don't mean to kind of dig out those that don't go to the matches versus those that do. It's not about that. But what I will say is that the people inside that stadium who go week in, week out, back their players. And the minute that, that Morata put in a hefty challenge, the it was obvious. Everybody in that stadium was cheering and, get in, get in there, my son. You know, they were right behind him. And, and you know, we're doing our bit, you know. So I was really pleased with that. I mean, did you I notice did, that? yeah. Alex? After saying to uh, Alf Garnett next to me that it meant, Van Dyck was just going to get to be the master at the back and play it out and they were going to be more on the ball. That was true for five minutes and then Morata started lumping into him. But I just like, you can carry on st sticking up for him as much as we want and backing him all we want, but if he doesn't start scoring goals soon, it's just pointless, isn't it? Because ultimately that's what he's there to do. I, I, won't, I won't ever get on the guy's back, but the more it's like Tony, the more I watch him, the more I'm just like, no, this isn't going to happen. Don't quite know what to say to that. I was, I, I was, I was really impressed that everybody got behind him. I mean, I, look, I agree with you, Alex. I, my guts tell me it ain't gonna work. It just won't. And I, and I think the reason why it's not gonna work is that I just don't think he has the mentality uh, to. I think he's got all the talent in the world, but I don't think he has the mentality to succeed at the highest level. And I, and I, and I really don't know how he's gonna break out of this trough. Who knows? He may score a hatful on Thursday. We'll talk about that later. And it might turn it all around for him. But, you know, I think there's a there's a fragility to him 
which means that he you know his confidence can drop very very quickly and the interesting thing is is that Jonathan and I as you know we lot we watch a lot of cricket and I, I see the same things happening with with test players who play for England particularly the young ones they come in I mean Keaton Jennings for example yeah. Jonathan is is a classic example of that you just you just know they're not going to become test players because you just know they haven't got the mentality to tough it out when it gets tough. Yeah, is that right, completely. JK? Yeah. yeah, Keaton Jemming, Jennings is an example. The, all the chances he gets, you just think it's it's uh, it's a lost cause. not going to happen. Mm, it is indeed. Um, as I said uh, a minute ago, I was kind of alluding to uh, the wonderfulness of the atmosphere and uh, when, when, you know, when they were getting behind Maratta, which is absolutely true, but... Uh, I'll be honest with you. I thought that was the best atmosphere um, I've seen at Stamford Bridge for a league game for many a year, Tony. It was rocking, wasn't it? It was a really good noise. You know, you drowned out the Scousers for the, almost the entirety of the game. They only, they only turned up after Sturridge scored, you know, and anybody would have thought they'd won another <laughs> flaming European Cup. But it was it, really it was. pleasing to it see, was wasn't fabulous. it? And, um, and I was... Uh, I was still. I had a bit of a hangover relapse the minute I sat in my chair, um, which I have to say that point of singer did help get rid of. In that second half, um, there was some wonderful uh, Matthew Aldis blue and white army, um, uh, you know, with the and the constant that, and it was really really great fun, and and it's draining. You, it's a good point. I walked out of that ground drained. Um, but for the right reasons this time, you, it, you, you're kind of drained, but you, you, there's a buzz there and you're thinking, God, we were so close. We were so close. Um, I, I don't know what you do. And, and I would say this. I think, you know, it is it is teams like Liverpool that bring that atmosphere on. It is the biggest. And, and it's quite sad that you, you, you don't get quite the same atmosphere when it's Cardiff or when it's Huddersfield or whatever. I'm not quite sure what you can do about it because I always seem to remember that some of those lower uh, teams down the league used to bring the best fan bases. I always remember Stoke City, City always bought a bloody crowd that they would sing and whatever. A few years ago, I remember Blackpool, remember them a few years back when they were in the Premiership. Their fans were fantastic. I think we were, we beat them 5-0 or whatever. And they were they were singing things like, you know, we're going we're gonna to lose 5-4. And you can see all the Chelsea fans thinking, well, how, how do we respond to that? I don't quite know what to say to that. And, uh, you know, and I think they also sang, we're shit and we know we are. And again, we were like, oh, OK. <laughs> and I love, I, I, I really love it. Uh, right. Um, <clears throat> where next? I, I just wanted to really kind of have a quick chat. Uh, There's a wonderful article. I don't know if anybody caught it, but the, the film at Nulty and the BBC uh, on their website did a fantastic article yes, this I week. Yes, I saw it. Um, about Sarri, yeah, and his and his impact, and you know, and I talked I talked a little bit about it on the radio yesterday, but the, you know, it's it, it's good to see where we've come, and I think you know, like we were saying earlier on, uh, I I'm actually surprised about how well we've done so far, actually, to be honest. But I think what's clear is that what Sarri has done is he's made this team a very very happy ship. The players are happy, he's happy, the club's happy. We're, excuse me, we're happy. And that's down to his management. And, I, and, I, and in Phil's article, it was saying that, you know, clearly he's a very different co- uh, character from the likes of Conte and, uh, and Mourinho. He's, he's a lot older. He's a lot more laid back. He's more inclusive, you know. He, and I get the feeling he, he basically treats them like adults. I mean, they're, they're not now confined to the hotel the night before a game. They can be at home with their families. 
they're allowed to have the odd occasional naughty treat at Cobham, like ice cream or or a bit of cake or whatever. You know, he's a lot more laid back. And, and ultimately, the art of management is to get the best out of the people that you've got uh, to manage. You know, it doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you do it. And I think his way is 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 very, very conciliatory and intelligent and, and adult. And I like that. And I think this is why it's such a happy ship. But uh, I mean, Jonathan, you know, we were talking a bit about that, I think, on Friday, weren't we? I mean, you you would say the same, I yes, think. Yes, completely. And uh, to, to talk about the Louis uh, interview again, that's what he mentioned to uh, uh, McManaman and, uh, and all the other chaps on uh, um, and Genus on, uh, on BT, um, was asked whether or not um, he would still be there uh, if, uh, if Conte was there. And he said, uh, no, I won't be. I wouldn't have been. Uh, I would have left. Um, obviously, he wouldn't have got a game anyway. But um, uh, and did you see the the quote that uh, that Sarri made that he he was very pleased that he got to know uh, Louise because he discovered that he was um, uh, he, he was uh, a much better player than he'd realised and a much better man than he'd realised. And uh, there's been a lot of negativity about Louise um, said in the past, but. Uh, um, there was a fantastic interview, and he came across completely wonderfully. Um, and um, and of course, he visited um, uh, CFC Pinky, didn't he? Um, uh, at her birthday party with Carol, Carol, which was just uh, magnificent. Um, so he was lecturing that... her the other day on being out with a cold as well. I don't think anyone who's met him you can't deny he's actually quite a special human being. He's, I mean, he plays over Christmas obviously but a few Christmases ago he sent his mum back to Brazil and they threw a Chris family for a Christmas party for 5,000 kids who needed shoes oh, wow. Wow. things like that like I think it was something to do with a favela but just underprivileged kids basically and there were there were untold amounts of them that benefited from this thing that essentially I think he, he got his mum to run for him because obviously we don't get a Christmas break. So I think he's quite a special human being and it's good that yeah. that comes across because he can and be also, an absolute loon, can't he, on the pitch. He can so. be, he can be. But he, well, I think he was, he, he's, he was, you know, as we saw, he's very controlled. You know, I've been a big fan of his and I've been saying um, for the past uh, year that uh, he was, he was pushed out completely because um, just because Conte didn't like him, got nothing to do with his ability. And we have to remember that um, w- when he played next to Cahill when we won the league, he was absolutely fabulous. So I'm not surprised he can put in this kind of performance um, because he's 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 that kind of player. He's just uh, um, he's he's at the top of his game. And I think we we uh, all these idiots who, who talk about him being. Um, uh, you know, somebody who should be replaced, and, and this big drive for Christensen, which you know, I'm I, I'm all for the youth, and I'm all for giving him a game. But once again, we're dealing with top. This is a top top team, Chelsea are. If you can't get into the team, you don't have a right to get in. And 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 I, I read some other bizarre stuff. I want to digress slightly on the inter- on the internet about how. Um, Loftus Cheek would would solve the goal scoring situation um, instead of having a, a because Murata and Giroud aren't aren't scoring, but he has to be given game time. And I will keep repeating this till I'm blue in the face. Sarri watches them in training. He will not play a youth player for 10 games just to give him a go. What not only that, but is that by that logic? Are they saying that if he would? 
he would solve the goal scoring problem if he was on the pitch. Well, he's not going to do it off the pitch, is he? It's not exactly that's like Martin Keon wisdom then, but it's also not. Yes, yes, it is Keon wisdom, but also it's it's what do they think Sarri watches? What does he do? If the number of managers who say he forced his way into the team because he was so good in training, you hear that all the time. If if they're not training well, if they're not performing well in training, or they're not as good as the other players, they're not going to get in. It's not what it's about. It's not about. A, it's not a charity. It's not giving people a go just because. Well, we better give him a go. So let's, let's, let's well, actually, Jonathan, Jonathan, yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan. More to the point, it's not school. Now, yes. you and I and Tony are all quite old. So when we were at school, there was none of this namby pabby pamby liberal education PC nonsense that everybody had oh, well, to win, and they weren't allowed to be any losers, and there wasn't any seconds. You know that everybody got a yeah. go. It yeah. was like, Chidge, you're shit. You can't play <laughs> yes. in the school team. Sorry, mate. Yes. Fuck off. You know. Yeah, I remember those days. And that's the trouble, mate. That's the trouble. All you, all you lot are under yeah. thirty. You're Millennials. All bloody... But you know what? There was a, there was a wonderful. I, I had a wonderful. Uh, I had a lovely Mr. Ginsburg. He was he was uh, he was the kind of football coach when I was playing in junior school. So I'd have been under eleven, and he was he was Welsh. He was a bit like. I mean, I know this will be lost to many of the Yanks and etc. Who listen, but there was a wonderful sitcom on BBC in the seventies called um, "It Ain't Half Hot Mum," <laughs> and there was a wonderful character played by Windsor oh, Davies. Go and Google it, people. It ain't half hot, Mum. Windsor Davies. He was the sergeant. Sergeant Major, Major shut up, wasn't he? That's what Mr. Ginsburg was like. Sergeant Major, shut up. That's right. And this is what my teacher, Mr. Ginsburg, yeah. was like. And he would he would say, "You're all a bunch of namby pamby milksops." Regularly, no, you know, no kindness, no arm round the shoulder, no. Oh well, we'll give you a go because you tried hard. It would be no, you're rubbish. You ain't playing. And there needs to be more of this. We need to go, and probably national service too. We need to. Well, I, I don't see you what know. the logic is yet? in not probably. keeping score in a football game at school. So they leave school having never lost or like faced any adversity in their life, go for their first yeah. job interview and don't get the job, and go exactly. and top themselves because they've not been prepared for real life. How does that benefit anybody? Yeah. <laughs> This is clearly what's wrong with Morata too. And I just want for the record, I just want for the record to point out that Alex is uh, the exception that proves the rule because she's obviously uh, under 30. I know this for a fact. <sighs> and if she now tells me that she isn't, I'm going to say, yes, but darling, you don't look a day over oh, 30. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. You never lose it, Tony. You never lose it on the blog a few weeks ago when I said if I was a complete slag I could actually just be Ampadu's mum which is slight, <laughs> slightly <laughs> so you're okay I, I can now aid you but I'm not going to out you because of course again like uh, like the old days like you know I'm a gentleman you know like like Jonathan is and Tony because that's we were brought up proper to be yes. gentlemen and not reveal ladies' hey, Matters make indeed. it mad. Now, on this... Uh, matters make it mad. Indeed they do. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. 
But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea! Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. It's a bit of a mad, frenetic, all-over-the-shop show today. So we're going to finish up on a bit of the the Chelsea chat and then segue straight into a, a couple of emails that Jonathan's got. We've got plenty of time to do that, so panic stress not as that rather bizarre advert with the bear in it says anyway um i just want to kind of pick up on the on the caribou cup really um it, you know it, again it was a great atmosphere it was a great game to watch uh, i think we were a bit lucky to be honest but hey who cares what intrigued me most of all though was the fact that you know sarri didn't play uh, a complete b team like i thought he would number one and in fact in some respects he played quite a strong team also, some of that B team didn't really impress. I mean, I don't think Emerson had a particularly good game. He didn't look better than Alonso, that's for sure. Uh, Moses, we've already discussed. I didn't think he was that exceptional. You know, Morata failed to impress as always, and so on, so on, so on. Um, but the, 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 the thought, there are two thoughts that occurred to me. One is, you know, I wonder if we'd have won that game had we not done what he did, which was to bring on Hazard, who then scores an absolute worldie. Uh, and also Kante. And the other thing is, you know, what does this mean for the youngsters? I mean, I take Jonathan's point that he was talking about before the break that, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, if you, you, you know, if you've got to be good enough, you don't get a, a gimme at Chelsea. You don't get to walk into the side just because you're young. But I'm thinking that in the Caribou Cup matches, fair game. You know, put them in for that, or maybe in the Euro- Europa League, because I, I agree with Jonathan in the case. I don't want. You know, people like Hudson Odoi just to get ten games in in the Premier League to see if they're good enough. But I don't mind them playing in the Caribou Cup or the Europa Cup. And given that Sarri likes to play the same team every match, they're going to burn out if he picks everybody for the same. You know, for every game. So a lot in that. Um, and I'll, I'll kick off with Jonathan as I as I as I reft him first. Uh, yeah, I think yes, I agree. I think the Caribou Cup is um, is the perfect opportunity, and we actually thought that he would change 
uh, every single player. Yet um, we didn't realise we'd be drawn against Liverpool. I think if we'd been drawn against um, one of the lesser clubs who were playing, um, he would have played a much weaker team. And I think they'd have been given a go. But it, 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 he, he was, he was uh, um, intelligent enough, sorry, to important beating Liverpool was, which it did because it's, it's put down a marker and then gave us the energy for the weekend and we almost beat them again. So, you know, they've been two fantastic results and it's proven that we're, we're here to compete for the season and we're not just being dismissed as we have been by most of the football punditry over the last few weeks as definitely not finishing in the top four or all having to change their tune. But um, um, I'll be intrigued to see who he picks for the derby game. Um, um, w- will he pick a lesser side because they're a lesser side? Um, and also, will will in the derby game will um, Mount and um, what's his face the centre half? What's his name? I, mean, I can't remember the. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're I don't think they're no, no, they, no, I fact, think I think tomorrow no, no, they, they, are, and, they are they are if you give them permission. Yes. yes. Are they? You can give them permission, but then they, they oh, right. can't turn out for you in the same competition later on. Absolutely. Well, no, they, they, they can't anyway, though. They can't anyway, Tony, because they played they're in the last... Tied. In, they're cup tied anyway. They played yeah. against um, yeah. United. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, um, mm. it will be... Once again, it will be interesting to see how he assesses the situation. Because um, we, we had a theory, didn't we, that he wasn't going to care much about the, uh, um, the Cup yeah. based on the fact that he didn't seem to care much about um, uh, the Cups in Italy um, because he was so keen on doing well for uh, um, uh, for them in the league. And also because, obviously, we were saying top four was a priority. Well, we've been proven wrong. He's because he's used a mixture. So he's, he, he, but he also, he's not, he's not a mug. He needs to give... He needs to give the other players game time rather than it being, once again, an opportunity to play the youth, which... You know, I'll keep going on about it. You know, if they're good enough, they'll get in the side. And it would be, you know, if he if he has Mason Mount available next year, and Mason Mount's playing out of his skin, well, he'll get in the side. If if he's got better players, and they strengthen, or we discover that the midfield as is is too good, he won't get in. You know, it, it's not a as you've said, it's not school time. You know. Can I make a couple of points? No, yeah. it's not. I mean, Firstly, yeah, of course. every trophy is important to Sarri because he doesn't have any. Secondly, cut him a yeah. little bit of slack because, firstly, any fixture but Liverpool away or U- City or United or whatever, and he would have changed more. Um, and yes, that's what, what I just said. Just, mm. Yeah, with an, away, with an away game first in the Europa League, I think he wanted to get off the mark. I think we'll see a lot more changes at home to Vidi as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute, but I, but but I but I do I do basically agree. I think that, you know, I think it's I think yeah, you know, Liverpool dictated that he had to to, to be quite conservative and fair play, and it and it and it worked out. Secondly, I think yes, you know, it's really important. I mean, this this is the thing actually. Just to go off at a slight tangent for a minute, I, I'll I'll return to to Derby uh, and, and Frank coming back in a minute, but to go off at a slight tangent. Um, it's such a delight at the moment. I know it's early days. It's only been about you know seven or eight games, and so you know let's not get too ahead of ourselves or excited. But it it has been a delight, and and the and the fun has come back, and the sense of enjoyment has come back. As I said a minute ago, fans are happy, clubs happy. We presume Romans happy, the players are happy. It's a very happy camp at the moment, and I think the other interesting thing that really intrigues me that I like is that. 
you know, there are now we we have kind of changed. We are now a team that plays a, a, attractive football. We've made that change, and maybe finally broken the shackles of what we've done, albeit very successfully for many many years. But now we are beginning to be bracketed in, you know, with Spurs, uh, City, and Liverpool in terms of teams that play attacking and attractive football. So I know a lot of supporters like all of that, but the reality is many, many more, old and young, match-going and not match-going, like to win trophies. You know, Tony and I <laughs> and uh, Jonathan and Alex, uh, you know, grew up in a time when this never happened. I, I don't want this to ever stop happening. I like but if it. he manages I to like do winning both trophies. at the same time... I like going... To, hang on a minute, let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, I like winning trophies. I love going to Wembley and all that kind of stuff. So, for me, for all of the attractive football, for all the plaudits that we're getting, I still think we need to win a trophy, even if it's just the Caribou Cup this year. I'd sell for that. But I think we need to win something. And as Alex said, I think he needs to win something too. And I think it's very important that he does, isn't it? Definitely. If he can do both, if he can win something mm. and turn us over to not being hideously boring, like under Conte, it was like stabbing yourself in the face towards the end under him. Um, then if he does both at once, then he's quite some manager, I think. Uh, uh, can I jump? Okay, right. Tony, I've just got um, to say, though, that we've won yeah, yeah, these yeah. trophies, okay, you know, since... Um, we'll go back to 97 and Hullet's, you know, FA Cup, which broke a 27-year, uh, if you take the European Cup, Winners' Cup out of it in the full Members' Cup or whatever, but, you know, that was a 27-year barren stretch or whatever. Um, you, you, the way I hear some people talk is as if every trophy we've won, we've bored our way through it like George Graham's Arsenal. That's bollocks, utter no, bollocks. I mean, Mourinho in the first couple of years... We played scintillating football. We'd go a goal down. You would sit in that ground and think, so what? <laughs> all right, we're a goal down. Don't worry, we're going to win this or whatever. And and I loved all of that. Conti's first season, we were electric. We just didn't get the credit for it. When you think of what... Um, when no, you think I agree. Of what... That, the 5 nil, Tony, yes. the 5 nil against Ev- Tony, the 5 nil against Everton is the best I've ever seen yes. Chelsea play ever. It goes since. off the boil, but it's done it with every single bloody manager. Uh, that we've ever had, as you know, it, it's certainly under Roman's um, uh, um, uh, jurisdiction. I, I do actually think that this idea that you've got the media darlings is more down to the number of media pundits that come from those clubs than it is from the fact that we are boring and Tottenham aren't or Liverpool aren't or United aren't or whatever. Every team, the, the, you know, the, the, the arguably the most entertaining team in the last 25 years was Alex Ferguson's Manchester United because they played great football. But I'll tell you what, no one knew how to grind out a 1-0, 98-minute goal off the back of someone's arse than Alex Ferguson. You know, people forget that. It's a bit rose-tinted for me, some of this stuff. Yeah, they do. I, I agree. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not decrying that. What I'm saying is that I think that what's interesting is that the way that football is going, and there is no doubt that at the moment we're in a cycle where uh, a lot of people want to play, see, manage this kind of football. And I think it was time that we moved on. And I think that the evidence of this is 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 for all to see, if you just cast your eyes northwest up to Man United, Jose Mourinho is a manager now out of time. He is becoming oh, a God, dinosaur. Yes. 
He cannot change. He only knows. He only knows yes. one way. And I think that we're entitled. Entitled is the wrong word, but I think it's good that we've embraced it and we're going to try and do that. What I'm also saying is, I do not want us to end up being Arsenal. For me, the be all and the end all is not just watching pretty football on a Saturday. If I want entertainment, I'll go to the pub or the cinema or I'll read a book or watch a great TV series. I want to. I want to have fun. I want to have a buzz. But the biggest buzz of all that I get is not watching 18 games where we play pretty football and not win anything. It's watching pretty football and winning something. So I think that's the point that I was really trying to make. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can we go back to Derby? Can we go back to Derby? Let's, let's, uh, Derby. Derby and Joan. Or Derby and Jonathan, in fact. Uh, Derby and Jonathan. Uh, I couldn't believe. I just could not believe. But, of course, we could all believe that we were going to uh, draw Frank Lampard's Derby County, as they, of course, should be called. Um it's such a fix. What you know? What I mean, Jonathan? What do you? Well, I know it isn't it, but I'm trying to ask Jonathan this because I've got to know if he's still Hello. alive. Give me proof of life. What do you I think about know. it? What do you think about Frank? Come, Frank and Jody coming Hot back, balls. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> what Frank or, or Jody? When they, when they were doing the, the uh, when they were doing the the draw, um, it was just ludicrous, wasn't it? I mean. For goodness sake. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances of that? I mean, we Wasn't were all it saying on that. Quest? You what, Donny? Wasn't it live on Quest TV or something? I yeah, heard. yeah, because yeah, they've got the um they've got the uh, the the Channel Five, haven't they? They've got not Channel Five, they've got the uh they've got the football, they've got the, the uh. all the football from um they won it. So and it's got um the Scots bloke presenting it who presented the Channel Five stuff last year, I can't remember his name. The one who was sacked from the BBC. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was on there. Yeah, but they don't advertise it at all, so we don't know it's on. And I forgot it was on there. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, but also I think we were coming back from the game, weren't we, on Saturday when it, when it was uh, when the draw was done? Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. you know, well, good luck. But we, you know, we can't lose it. We've got to win it. And um, uh, it, it's a difficult one that whether whether we allow them to play the two the two youth players. Um, would be because I think the media will go for us if we don't, and if we do, and they then score and win it, then uh, you know have we been mugs or even mugged? Um, but yeah, it's great. You know, it's great to see Frank doing well. Um, I wouldn't count your chickens about him coming back as the next manager if Sarri's doing terribly well. Um, it'll be in about ten or fifteen years if that's the case. But it, it's nice to see, isn't it, that an intelligent player like Frank uh, and. Uh, was obviously a wonderful player as well, um, has it in him to inspire people to play out of their skin because Derby don't look recognisable as the same team as last year. Um, and so there's great um, potential for him possibly being our manager in about 15 years or something. I wouldn't dump him in this soon. I wouldn't dump him in as the next manager if uh, if Sarri gets, um, if, it all, no, if it all goes pear-shaped. It would pear be a repeat know. of Di Matteo. Too yeah. Soon. yeah, too soon, too soon. But yeah, great. You know, great. Well, it'll be a it'll be a, right. a frank love fest, won't it, for the evening? It'll be, you know, it'll be lovely to see the old boy back and Jody too, and they'll get a fantastic well, reception. And then we'll we'll beat I, Derby six nil. I was I'll just going to say, well, doesn't it give? Because um, we didn't really get a proper send off for Frank, did we? No. You know, and I think there's a good Not opportunity really. there for the fans to really show, uh, you know, um, how much respect and love we've got for the man. I, I, I do. I think that's. Uh... He, he come back. He came back and wandered around the pitch, didn't he, as a guest? But it's at half time when lots of people have gone for a beer. 
You know, I made I made a point of going to it yeah. was me and two me and two other people were cheering. It was great. exactly <laughs> exactly. And I, I know you, you have Sinjin bring your drink yeah. outside on the slide. No, no, no. It's Sopwith, darling. Sopwith, Sopwith at the football. Sorry, yeah. Sopwith, at yeah. home. I didn't actually watch the game. All I did was cheer Frank. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear. All right, now, enough of that. That's to come. But what we've got on Thursday is uh, the strangely named Mole Vidi, which sounds like a character from Anthony Burgess's Clockwork Orange. Vidi the Well, brother. Vidi the Well. Uh, wonderful book, by the way, and, uh, and an amusing film. But uh, what a weird team. Anyway, I've done a bit of... You're, yeah, great film. You're going to love this, people. I, for once, have done some homework, in spite of the fact that I had a very busy schedule, as you Americans like to say. Um, but uh, I've I've done some I've done some fun facts and fun Vidi facts. So bear with me, and then we'll have a little bit of a chat about it. Uh, Vidi or M O L Vidi have changed their name from Videoton FC, uh, which is an equally daft name, as a result of being sponsored by the oil gas producer M O L, which tells me that they are already the enemy of football. They're already the enemy oh. of football because they've bowed to the dollar, the money. They've changed. They've sold their. So- Can you Exxon imagine? Exxon Chelsea. Let's call us uh, Amazon. Amazon FC or whatever. It was like yeah, the Red yeah, Bull exactly. syndicate. Shell. Che- oh shit! No, I've got it, Tony. I've got it, Tony. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, you get. A, you must get a round of applause <laughs> for that one. That's terrific. <laughs> um, anyway, so you know that's really, really off. That is everything that modern football has become, and everything that we hate about it. So they already. I already hate them for that reason. Then I found out that this is a regular occurrence for them, actually. They've changed their name. They've changed the club name 16 times since they were founded in 1941. Uh, you know, they should, have they heard of the Chelsea pitch owners? They really should have done something because it's outrageous. Um, they've, uh, they've, had a bit of, they've got a bit of European pedigree. Um, this will make everybody laugh. They reached the UEFA Cup final in 1985. Uh, they lost to Real Madrid, but they knocked out Man United in the quarterfinals on penalties. Yes! How funny is that? So there you go. Uh, currently, uh, they've lost their opening match to Barte Borisov 2-0. So they sit at the bottom of the group. Uh, and I think they're supposed to be the make-weights in the group. Uh, Powok, unbeknownst to me, are supposed to be the decent team in the group. But uh, And actually, bearing out the result, I suppose that's true. Now, this is the best bit of all. This has been stolen utterly from uh, Wikipedia, of course. Uh, uh, but being the favourite football club of the Hungarian uh, Prime Minister Viktor Orban, Videoton FC cooperates with Pushkus Academia FC and Felschgut. From 2010, some of the most wealthy Hungarian millionaires started to appear in the VIP of the team, e.g. Sandor Szasznyi, I can't pronounce Hungarian, president of the Hungarian OTP Bank and the Hungarian Football Association, by the side of the Prime Minister. That's why supporters of rival teams often think that Videoton FC gets financial and other help from the politics and the referees. They sound a real bright, lovely well, bunch of people, Victor don't they? Orban. They've got that absolute fascist Yeah, Orban. I was going to say, yeah. he's, got, he's yeah. horrendous, yeah. isn't he? I mean, you know, he's a... I don't think I'm underestimated, but he's a kind of mini starring, isn't he? He's... Um, he, he's, he's bad, oh, yes. yeah. He's, he's a, he's a yeah. real fascist. Yeah. Anti-immigration, yeah. all this kind of stuff, you know, very right-wing politician. So, Videoton are basically the enemy of football and uh, to be derided and despised. I think that's pretty clear, isn't it? So, let's hope we give them a damn good thrashing. Hurrah. 
and that we turn them into an absolute, absolute shower. Let's beat them to a pulp, <laughs> Absolutely, we shall. We shall throw our dolly mixtures <laughs> at them. If I'm coming, I'm not sitting with you actually on, on Thursday. But if I was, I would be throwing the dolly mixtures at them. M&M's. Them, and throw your smarties at them. Yes. M and M's. Absolutely. Only smarties have the answer, don't yeah. they, Jonathan? Um, do, do any of you want to comment on what you've just heard there, Jonathan? What do you think about that? Fun, fun, vidy facts. What do you think, think about that? I think if you've changed your name sixteen times, you can always presume <laughs> that the uh, the next the next incarnation is going to be uh, different. It would give you hope, wouldn't it? You know? like, is it like um, a regeneration Doctor Who thing? Do you think exactly? Okay? Every player would become a different player, and, <laughs> and you'd uh, you just give them a different name. But the trouble is with that, you probably keep the same side, wouldn't you? You couldn't. The fans would never know. The fans would be pleased because they'd think they got a completely different team. In actual fact, all that happened that they, they just had cosmetic surgery or something. Um, I, th- I think it would work quite well. Um, Only if they had cosmetic surgery, like in Team America, where they just like stick a massive false eyebrow on them. And <laughs> it's got to be like really budget. I know what. It's got to be like be- making. I'm gonna. I'm gonna share like something. I'm gonna share Chinese something very... in one of our dinosaurs is missing. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna share something with you. Very. I'm gonna share something very surreal with you now. Uh, uh, Alex has reminded me of Team America, but uh, when I was editing a program I made twelve years ago or so, cracking program. Um, we the editor was very clever, and he used to get little sound grabs of things that we'd either filmed or that we liked. And at the press of a button on his edit suite, it would just blare out. And every time somebody came in that we didn't like, unannounced, didn't knock, or didn't, didn't offer us you know, due respect, he would hit a button. And what would come out was, America, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it would, just, it would just send me into orbit. You know, every time, and it always always reminds me of that editing that pro- America, <laughs> fuck yeah! It was the Pearl Harbor uh, shit, we, and we I missed you. Watch song. It, and watch it was it, like they it. were inside my brain. <laughs> yeah, soul rolling. Yeah, we, were, soul we were sitting there, and it got to the bit just before sitting here all on my just before own. the sex scene, where it's like they've got a shag, they've got to, they've got to. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was just as pathetic as you'd expect it to be. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing that we really loved, obviously, considering we were editing a program, was uh, we need a montage. Yeah, even one. Rocky Remember needs that a montage. montage song. We need a montage. That's what we always used to say. We need a montage. And anyway, <laughs> enough. The silliness must stop, Chigi. Obviously, this is what happens when you go vegan and you don't eat. You get more energy. You see, I'm not weighed down by all those animal products. Anyway, it, it's either that or the Coke. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, Which um, kind of Coke we should talk about the likely team and the predictions. The one that adds oh, life, right. Jonathan. Uh, the, uh, there's only one kind of Coke. I don't know what you're insinuating there. Uh, there's no sniffles going on at this end of the microphone. Um, anyway, uh, likely team and predictions. Uh, Alex, let's start with you. What, what what team do you think he's going to pick, and what's the score going to be? I think wholesale changes uh, and two or three nil. Any chance? Do, do you think? Okay, here's a question: Do you think Hudson Adoy will start? Uh, no, but I wish he would. I think he'd at least be on the bench. Mm, I, but I'd like to see him start. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know. I, is he not more likely to I think there's other younger players he'll give a night on the pitch to first like Loftus Cheek mm, alright 
Tony. Tony. Yeah, I think three uh, nil as well. I think yeah, we'll ro- yeah. <coughs> I think we'll roll for him. Do I think he'll start with Hudson Odoi? I think he's going to suffer the perennial Chelsea problem of a two-year contract, some pretty hefty targets, and therefore not willing to take the gamble. Um, even in I don't know. Like I think Hudson Odoi would have got on the other week had it not been for the injury to Christensen when he. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm like you. I think, I, you know, I, I'm in the sense. I, I hope, I hope that one or two um, get rested and 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 we give them a a chance. You can just put them on the bench, you know, like we've had before. So you've got a bit of a plan B. But um, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, wouldn't this be a little bit by playing? I was going to say Derby, but that's a bit unfair on Derby because I don't even think this team are probably at Derby's level. Um, so no, I agree with that. Um, but, uh, we all know it's there are they are potential banana skins, but at Stanford Bridge and the way we're playing with our squad, nah, three nil, I think, and that may flatter the other team. To be honest, Tony, I I I, I agree with you, and I said as much on the London is blue pod last night with the lovely Yanks. I had a, had a great time, by the way, if they're listening, and I know they are. I had a, I had a lovely time with them actually. Had a, had a good bit of banter before, you know, on and off air. Um, so that was great, great, uh, really, really enjoyable. Actually, enjoyed it immensely. Um, but I agree, and I said as much last night. I said three nil. I think we'll win three nil. I think we'll we'll win three nil with whatever team we put out because we should be strong enough to beat this lot. It is that simple. And I agree with you, Tony. I think Derby will be a yeah. much harder game. They look good against yes, United. They do. I don't think it's just that United are shit because they clearly are at the moment. But I think Derby, <sighs> the way they played their football, they moved the ball around beautifully. Yeah. I thought. A lot of Jody's influence coming yeah, yeah. in there. I can think. I laugh into? Can I rather can rip, I continue yeah, laughing into my sleeve every time you mention United? I don't know. Yeah, is is do there that. a German word that covers Schadenfreude or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, if only there was a German yeah, word to cover how I feel about United at the moment. There you go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we should talk to the person who put the Freuder into Chardon, uh, Mr. Mr. Jonathan <laughs> Kidd. Uh, what, what about you, mate? Are you, you thinking the same as us, team selection and prediction-wise? Um, I think he'll keep a, a strong bench. Um, but um, it, it'll just be an opportunity, once again, I think, to play those who haven't been playing recently, just to give them a go. So uh, Moses will play, Emerson will play, probably Zappa Costa will play, Christensen will play. Caballero will play, who was very good in the um, uh, in the, uh, the Liverpool game at Anfield. Uh, exceptional, in fact. Um, uh, yeah, I think it'll... Uh, and he might then, depending on the way the game is going, I think if it is 2 or 3 nil up, we might then see Hudson Lodoy. I think, as you, as you were alluding to, Alex, I think um, it was he had to replace Christensen. I think he would have possibly brought... Brought Hudson Odoi on, but I'm, I'm actually not even convinced about that because it was such an enormous game. Um, whereas uh, I think in this instance, it, it, if uh, if we're winning easily, then that's an opportunity to give them a go. I mean, it's not the best environment for them because they're not really being challenged, but I think it's just to give them a run out. Um, mm. uh, so I'm afraid it's the same with Loftus Cheek. I think it's. I, mean, I don't think Loftus Cheek will start. The Fabregas will start before him. Um, uh, who would the other midfield be? It would be Fabregas and uh, uh, perhaps he might. Perhaps he might start. I'm trying to think. I can't remember who the... Rep- it would be Fabregas, Barkley. Barkley. And who's the other? Who's the other who would play in the... Uh, um, 
But that would be it, wouldn't it? Be Fabregas. Fabric, Fabric, Fabric. I think Kovacic is looking a bit unlike he's carrying a knock. He limped off. Yeah. I yeah. think he'll probably just get a knock. Well, if if, if Loftus Cheek is fit, and I don't know if he is, but that would be the obvious. Choice, yeah, that makes it? sense. Actually, you know, he should get a game. He should get a game on Wednesday. On Thursday, I should say, he should be, get a game. Whether Hudson Odoi, I think it's unlikely to get a game until the until the game is 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 over. Mm. But the pecking order seems to be of the youngsters: Loftus Cheek, Ampadu, Hudson Odoi, yeah. doesn't it? Like, irrespective of the fact right. that they uh, play different positions at Chelsea, you're not going to give all three of them a chance in the first team at the same time. You can't afford to because you're expected to win. No mention so, of Christensen. I kind of already class him as having yeah, broken well, think, in, to yeah. be honest. I don't think well, I think Christian will play. He'll them. play. He'll play. Hey, Christensen, I reckon. Mm. Okay, Jonathan, what's the score uh, prediction? 3-0, like everybody else. All right, so we're all pretty much going 3-0. Okay, now, before we get Jonathan to read a couple of the emails out, some cracking emails tonight, by the way, so keep your ears peeled back for them, and there are only two, so it won't take too long. I just want to say a, a warm and hearty welcome to first-time Mixler listener... All the way from the US of A, Mr. Scott Turbeville. Or, as we like to say in England, Scott, Scott of the Turbeville. Good Lord, have you read what he's, he's written? A, a literary, li- <laughs> it's, a li- it's a literary joke. And I'm going to read out Scott's uh, uh, post because it's almost as good as Andy Willis's was. He says, Chelsea Fancast and London is Blue make walking chicken houses and picking much up the dead easier. much easier. <laughs> I don't know what you mean well, by that, Scott, but I am definitely I'm, um, intrigued. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, really, is that dead chickens or has he got a second job, which is basically, you know, going around picking up dead people? Does he work in a morgue or something? Please answer well, us. Well, you know, about really four or five hundred people that about four five... in KFC. <laughs> yeah. Well, be, well that's it, yeah. You see, they should all go vegan like me, Alex, and then, then they'll uh-huh. live. I'm just thinking, about four or five hundred <laughs> years ago, when, uh, you know, you're, you're interested in writing about history, Alex, we did have people that would 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 uh, come around on a horse and cart in London, coming, bring out your dead, bring out your still dead. So you know, things have moved on. Clearly, we we still have them in Liverpool. Yeah. All right, enough. Uh, Jonathan's got a couple of emails to read out, so let's let him get on with it. This is from kid. Bo Wally. Dear Jonathan and Church, my name is Bo, writing from Raleigh, or is it Raleigh? I'm afraid I don't know, Bo, North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I greatly enjoy the various shows that you post every week from the fan cast to the Kerry Dixon show and the Love Sport show. Thank you very much, Bo. Uh, although I've not been to the bridge in person, I hope to do that sometime in the near future. I've been planning to write to the show for weeks now, but wanted to wait till the right time to do so. And I believe that time is now. After winning one and drawing one against Liverpool, I believe we've made a statement to the rest of the league that we're a force to be reckoned with. I agree. Winning in the cup to stay in the competition during the week was an excellent result because it keeps alive another avenue for silverware. I thought that match was more important because it was a do-or-die situation as opposed to the weekend where it's still very early in the season. I agree completely. That being said, was the draw acceptable this weekend? In the US, there's always talk about an underdog pulling off a moral victory. This means the underdog does better than expected, but still does not win the game. Both teams missed chances, but we did well to be leading most of the match. Some of the players after the game stated they were disappointed to give up a late goal, but that the result was fair. My question to you all is, 
Should we be okay with the result given the progress from last season? Or should we be upset that we did not come out with all three points because we're a title-winning team with title-winning talent, title-winning talent, and not accept a moral victory because it's an improvement from last season? As a young fan, I feel that we're capable of beating anyone and should not, should not be happy with the tie on home soil. And I would also like to hear the plays, players say that a tie was not acceptable and that we should have come out on top. I really appreciate your time reading my question. And please feel free to tell me that I'm being to being to overcritical and should be happy with the result from the weekend. Again, love the shows. Keep up the great work. Best, Bo. What do we think, team? I think we've answered most of that. Um, well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that uh, in a purely fashion sense, it is never acceptable to wear a tie. Okay. <laughs> I think we've kind of. I thought, you know, okay, serious head on for a second. Obviously, you lot are making me misbehave. Oh, are well, we? I'm yeah. feeling very naughty. Yes, um, yes, it's all your right. fault. Yeah, it it's all be. your fault. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me or going vegan. Uh, I'm going going more Frank Carson than vegan. But anyway, the bottom line is, uh, I think I. We, I I think actually that, that it's it's complicated, isn't it? I, I in in some respects I agree with Bo, and that's kind of what I kicked the, the show off with, saying that actually I left the ground, you know, disappointed. I had the hump. We should have won that match. I hate the Scousers. I wanted to beat them, but uh, I mean the reality is, Bo, is that you can't win every match. Shit happens sometimes, and you've got to live with it and deal with it. So, you know, life is not perfect. Football and sporting your team is not perfect. Sometimes you've got to roll with the punches. Um, you know, and you're right, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it, we get upset, we get passionate, and that sometimes leads us to be a bit over-critical, but when we've all calmed down a bit, we, we, we look at it in a more kind of holistic way, I would say, and, and calm down a bit. Is, is that fair uh, enough, Tony? Of course it is. Uh, he's, he's, he's put it there. As a, as a young fan, I feel we're capable of beating anybody. Um, I think the, the, this is the thing, isn't it? The young fans, they... <sighs> Sometimes you know that we we are wizened old, growly, grumpy bastards, and we know as well as anybody that you know football is a, a an absolute bastard of a game. That sometimes you you can't cater for that. Sometimes a team like Bournemouth will come to Stamford Bridge and beat you. Sometimes you'll get beaten by a Bradford, um, and you'll have had a two 0 lead. You know, these sort of things happen. I mean, it's why we love the game, isn't it? And if you, you know, all I'd say to Bo is, you know, if you if you watched any of that World Cup and you couldn't take joy from watching, um, if you like, uh, giants of the game like Argentina get absolutely smashed off the park by Croatia, that's the kind of thing that, for me, makes it, it, it makes it such a brilliant game. It's why I can watch a game as a neutral and thoroughly enjoy it, you know, because I may not have picked out a side. Um Liverpool, I'll go back to what I said. I, you know, I, 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 I've taken a bit of stick on my timeline uh, uh, because I like Klopp. Um, I like his attitude. I like his... Okay, you know, enough but, of that. The show's uh, over. Can't go any more. But also, I'm, the I'm point joking, is, you know, joking, we're not talking about a mug team. We're not talking about Liverpool under Julio or... Or, or, or the latter Dalglish or whatever, you know, that have been, you know, teams that have struggled to finish bloody mid-table, if you like. This is, there, there's something different about them. And, and to get that draw, it, it was snatched 
at the death. And I, I genuinely don't think there was anything you could have done about that. Like you said, that's like Jordan Henderson when he scored that goal a couple of years ago. Remember that? He could do that a thousand times. He'll never get that again. He'll never do that again. You know, what I, I would say is that um, it did feel to me, looking at Klopp and Sarri on the sideline down there, that um, I was watching Onslow and Jim Royal um orchestrating the game because they were the scruffiest bastards I've ever seen. Like, I'd be embarrassed to turn up at a game dressed like either of them. <clears throat> clearly, clearly, uh, Sari subscribes to my view about uh, you should never tie, be seen no. in a tie. As well. So there we go. Listen, we've got to move on because uh, we're, we're waffling on and we've waffled on for a lot of time and I need to get this email out. Um, Jonathan. The next one is from Craig Kidd. And of course, we're probably related somewhere along the line because my name was originally spelt with an I, but my Irish relatives changed it to K-Y-double-D because they wanted to be posh. So one of them told me. Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, does that mean you're related to Indeed. Captain Kid? That was spelt with a Y then. Can you do a pirate roar uh, for me? Pirate, I'll do uh, a hartage. Come over here and let me slit you your go, gizzards sir. with me cutlass. <laughs> you're going to be keel-hauled any second, Ooh. you vile piece of I should bourbon. be so Shut lucky. Shut your mouth! This is like carry-on fancast now. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Uh, carry-on, Jonathan, literally. <laughs> uh, afternoon, Chidge. My name is Craig Kidd, and I just want to say a massive thank you for retweeting my GoFundMe link the other day. This is the uh, second email I've sent you guys. Like the first one, this is about a baby. The first one was about Diego Costa and his petulant behaviour. Can you imagine this team with Costa leading the line, though? Wow. Anyway, this one is about my baby, Harrison. September the 4th, he was diagnosed with leukemia, very treatable and survivable type of leukemia, but leukemia, but it's still a disgusting cowardly disease, and the past month has felt like a lifetime. Anyway, I just want to see if you could tweet out the GoFundMe link again. My mum set the page up for us as she lives back in England while I live in Sydney, so she feels helpless. Any help would be great. Thank you for the podcast you guys provide us all. For me, they've been a great distraction from everything that's been happening lately. So, to the football, I'm glad Chelsea have sorted their shit out and are playing some good football and getting good results. Because if I had to watch the poor performances from last season, as well as all my real-life stuff, I think my head would have exploded from the stress. Here's to three points this weekend. Wouldn't it be great if we were the straw that broke Woodward's back and Jose gets his P45 in a few weeks? Cheers, Chidge, and the rest of the Fancast family. All the best, guys. Up the Chels from Craig Kidd. Well, well done, Chidge, from, from well, doing the... Uh, uh, well done sorry, from go on, mate. Sorry, sorry, sorry. the GoFundMe link. Um, but, uh, I think the background is that, the yes, there's like an NHS, but there are sundry med- medical expenses that the family would have to cover themselves, and all they're looking to raise, or all Nan is looking to raise from over here, is £1,500 just to ease the pressure, I think, on the family. So that's what the link is for. That makes sense. Yeah, and that... Sorry, mate. Yeah, uh, well, and, and I'm actually, as we speak... Uh, which is why, as you know, I I can't do uh, two things at the same time. I'm I'm not a I'm not a lady, so I can't multitask. But I am trying to tweet out exactly that. I'm kind of retweeting with a comment on it uh, from my Stanford Ch- at Stanford Chidge talking about Craig's little boy Harrison who is suffering from leukemia on at Chelsea Fancast tonight. Help him out if you can. So there you go, Craig. I am doing it as we speak. There you go. It's gone, and I will. Uh, 
I will also retweet that on the uh, the Chelsea Fancast page. But mate, I know I know you've listened to us for for many a year and all the shows that we do, which of course obviously we massively appreciate. But uh, I think I could speak for all of us when I say I, we wish you all the best with Harrison, and I hope he makes a full recovery, mate. And yeah, we're thinking absolutely. of you. So there you go. Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan, talk talking of um, full recoveries, I, I kind of caught sight of this on 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 the, on the Trust's WhatsApp group, which. I can now reveal is as legendary as the Ryder, uh, the European Ryder Cup, uh, Ryder Cup Golf WhatsApp group, and is which is why we're such a tightly knit uh, unit and and do such great stuff. But I caught sight of this while I was doing the show earlier on, and, and the lovely Rob Palmer, who is our membership recruitment guru and is an, is an absolutely phenomenally lovely bloke as well. And I mean, I personally am hugely indebted to him. For, for getting involved with the trust and kicking us up the arse and coming up with a decent plan to get more members. And I'm delighted to say Rob is now a, a full board member too because he stood in the election and, and got duly voted on, so that's great. Um, but I've just found out that he, he had a backup last week and he's now back in hospital uh, with complications and he's in for observation. And Rob is actually listening to us live tonight because I can see his post and he says, Hi, Chidge, keep me cheered up from my, keeping me cheered up from my bed at West Middlesex Hospital. Rob, I'm really sorry to hear that, mate, and and uh, I will be, I'm very sorry not to see you at the board meeting tomorrow. But more to the point, I hope you're all right, and uh, I hope you get better soon, mate. So we're all thinking of you and are, are sending our best wishes to you here and now. Ain't that? It really is, beautiful? of course, it is. Yeah, Chelsea family. Mm. All right. Um, okay, little break, and then uh, I'm afraid, as as predicted, we've run out of time to do questions from Mixler, but. You've entertained us enough as it is tonight, and we have picked up on some of your comments. And we now know that Scott of uh, Scott of the Turbervilles uh, raises he he breeds chickens, uh, one hundred and sixty thousand yes. yeah. chickens per flock, and he picks up the dead ones each day. That's why he was bringing out the dead. Uh, and he and he supported Chelsea in, since two thousand and six World Cup. And he's just returned from a mission trip to Africa. Uh, and he found he found his team with Drogba Essien and the other Africans. So we've met new people tonight, which is lovely. So I'm sure you'll all forgive us for not answering any of your questions tonight. But we'll try hard next week. So after this break, I'll bore you stupid with what's going on in the Chelsea supporter world. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Righty-ho, people. Welcome back. This is the rather mad Chelsea Fancast tonight. I mean, to be honest, I always expected to be slightly off the rails with the uh, smut buddies, Tony... Lover and Alex, the girl who likes well, balls, really Churchill. Good. On it. I've not, um, I've not... uh, well, I was about to say that you're so defensive. I was about to say, but actually, the chaos has been caused mainly. No, by I've me. not mentioned my Honestly, desire Alex. To, to rub up against Glover once tonight. Not once, no. God, now you've said it now, though. So I'm happy. I'd, I'd rather hear less of that. <laughs> I'd rather hear less of that. I'd rather hear much less of that. It's conjuring up images in my brain that I will not be able to remove. Well, you're a vegan, without a so lot now of therapy, and it costs me a lot of money. We are all right. Okay. So, and of course, uh, should 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 lest we should forget, we have the absolute stellar, uh, stellar legend that is Mr. Jonathan Kidd, 
who, uh, who uh, of course, I do shows with on Friday, and that's the first thing we're going to talk about, actually, because we've got the Love Sports show coming up again this Friday uh, of this week between 7 o'clock and 9 p.m. Uh, at the moment, we've got Jonathan scheduled, me scheduled, and Aaron Paul uh, trying to keep us in order. Good luck with that. Uh, the best thing, of course, as you all know by now, is that you can phone in. We had some great calls on Friday, didn't we, Jonathan? We had, was it Mark from yeah, Cincinnati? Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Being phoned from America. Yeah, it's great. Stuff. Mm, I know. We need yeah, more people phone to phone, in. honestly. Uh, we, you have no idea. You have no idea the joy that we get when somebody phones up, particularly somebody that we know. I mean, John Chips Chiverton phoned up ages ago and didn't say it was him. And then, then he kind of did. And I was, we were like over the moon. We, we, we see you and you are. You're our friends. It's lovely. And if you phone us up, we just get so excited. So do phone up. Uh, and it is easy to do so. 0208 70 20 558. Clearly, you can do it from the States as well. So feel free to join in. Uh, and of course, um, it'll be up as a podcast afterwards, as it always is. If you want to listen live, you go to 558 AM if you're in the UK. It's also on digital, uh, the digital um, radio channels here, DAB. And of course, you can listen to it on Radio Player, tune in, and on their website, which is www.lovesportradio.com. And as an adjunct to that, I will be doing the breakfast show with them on Sunday morning from 8 till 12 with the wonderful Ewan Thomas. Uh, the great hilarity about that being that Ewan is a self Why do you fan. get to hang Tee-hee, out with Ewan Thomas and not me? He's like my teenage crush. Well, it's because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a superstar broadcaster, Alex. I mean, I know you've been... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, well, you know... I'm a superstar broadcaster, and you know, you at least I at least I'm open with it. Like unlike you sneaking off to talk sport too. I turned talk sport down yes, for you yes. tonight. I know you did actually. You do. You did, and I and that's why I love you, Alex. <laughs> you know, it is. It's it's all true, and I and you know that because I sent you little love I know. emojis. You did I? lots of them. I did. Moving I swiftly on. I did because yeah. I do. I love you. Yeah, Jonathan's Jonathan. My God, you know things are bad when it's Jonathan trying to get going, us into this isn't order. About me. <laughs> no, Jonathan needs another pee. That's what's going on. Jonathan needs another pee. Me right, enough. Now, let me let me just let me just crack through this, and then we can all go home. Uh, right, Thursday before Friday, uh, Love Sports Show. If I can track him down, uh, we will be doing a Kerry Dixon show. I really hope so, because of course. Uh, we missed out last week for various uh, reasons, mainly my fault. Uh, but, of course, Kerry played for Southampton at the end of his career. So it uh, be interesting to see his take on the game on Sunday. Uh, and Patreon, lovely little shout-out for Patreon, people. Uh, don't forget, if you want to uh, help us out, uh, you know, it's just a bit like, you know, paying for the fanzine, really. So just a nominal few dollars a month. It doesn't matter how little or small or big or large. Feel free to do so. Uh, it all helps and you can do that by going to patreon patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast um and also you can you can this is the other thing i learned this trip from the london is blue boys it's a good way to uh message me if you want any anything on the show if you want to kind of ask a question or have a shout out or whatever if you're a patreon member it's a bit like being in club world on on british airways you get preferential treatment i'm saying no more than that uh, but you don't get free wine, okay? No free wine. But do, do join in. It's great fun, and I'm very, very grateful to all of those who do. Uh, now, Chelsea Supporters Trust, you heard me mentioning that a minute ago. 
Uh, and as Dean so rightly said, we'll change it to the uh, Buy Chidge a New Computer Fund. Maybe that's what we should do. Anyway, hey-ho, such is life. Uh, right, Supporters Trust, as, you, as, I, as I said earlier, we've got our first board meeting of the new season tomorrow. Um, it's very easy to uh, to join up to be the trust. I prefer it if you uh, pay five quid, because it means that you can... Uh, you can vote in the meetings uh, and you can also attend the meetings if you're able to, but it, it, you don't have to. I mean, you also get a nice shiny badge, of course, but you don't have to. You can join absolutely for free if you want and you sign up at chelseasupporterstrust.com. So there you go. Go and do that. Now, um, I was uh, reminded... Oh, I know, Alex. Alex, you've got a quick plug you want to give out, haven't you? So about at the, the last forum meeting, needless to say, a lot of whining was done about Nike and with specifically about the megastore, with the uh, result that, which clearly it mirrors a massive dip in profits because the club have arranged a meeting between the fans forum members and uh, what I think is the account managers for Chelsea where we can tell them to their face. But we've been told... Um, Bring as many opinions as you can. So if you can, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or via the link on the Fans Forum page on the official website with your thoughts on the Megastore, uh, the selection available, um, and how much you hate it, basically, which tends to be the general consensus, or any specific things that annoy you. A lot of people are mentioning the kit, not that I think they'll do anything about it, but um, most of it seems to revolve around the fact that we want our tap back. Um, so, but we do need to go armed with as much uh, written evidence as to people's displeasure as we can. So, if you could send that to me, and then also we're about to release the last spots available for the Chelsea Football Club Battlefield Tour next year. Woo! Yes. To which Chelsea fan right. cars Battlefield. Yeah. Chelsea fan Otherwise cars Battlefield known as the Jolly Boys and Girls Outing, we are going to go on a Friday morning and come back on the Monday afternoon and we're going to do the Somme, Eep, Arras and get completely shit-faced because it's my co-host Andrew's birthday while we're over there. Full-on beers and tears experience on the battlefields. Uh, Chidge is coming. Uh, Glover's waiting on permission from his no, missus. Uh, it's, it's there. It's done. It's, it's done. Stupid. It's done. It's, it's the, the green flag is up. Places are going to be limited, so as soon as we get the cost back from the hotels, um, we will put it live and start taking deposits. But yeah, keep an eye on You can uh, register your interest on Facebook. There's an event page, and then you'll be first to know when we uh, open it up. Brilliant. In the region Marvelous. of about I can't wait. And pounds, we think. Oh, well, bloody, you didn't <laughs> tell me that. I'm out. No, no, I'm only joking. I'll, I'll I'll borrow. I'll, if you if you put some money into yeah. Patreon, I'll I've be able to afford it. Um, brilliant stuff, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, Alex. Well done for that. Um, and we'll keep plugging the mess. Alex, by the way, if you didn't know, is our is our Chelsea fancast fans forum rep. And I, I you know, I I I've, I've been involved with the fancast for a long time. We have various various reps. Clayton did it. Dan Silver did it. I think. That's possibly about it. Uh, and they've all done a great job. But I tell you what, Alex is being a... Can I tell you how hilarious it was and... in the first meeting? Me and the kid, that, uh, Dominic, I think his name is, the under-21 rep, basically told uh, Bruce Buck et al. that we feel like customers and not fans right now and gave a few examples. And a couple of days later, Bruce Buck was giving out crisps. So arguably they listen. So... Do if you have anything to say, not just about Nike. Do get in touch. If a fans forum rep. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, right, okay, more uh, CFC UK. Dean uh, Mears is in the house. He writes for the CFC UK, which is lovely. Uh, and... Uh, and I'm just kind of trying to remember whether there's a new one out. I'm, I'm not for a while. Well, actually, no, it's the end of the month, so maybe it's out now. I don't know. Anyway, uh, check it out. It's wonderful. Uh, and you can get it uh, on a match day from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway or any of the sellers uh, home or away. And you can hear them because they say, Arry up, it's only a pound. And uh, it is literally only a pound unless you're in Europe when it's two euros. Uh, you can also subscribe online at CFC UK Net, and if you're in the USA, check out at CFC UK USA on Twitter, uh, or contact Dan Lundberg at dlundberg underscore, and they will tell you how to get a real copy, or as well as the uh, you know digital one. And finally, uh, CPO, if you want to own a little bit of Chelsea and protect the future of the club, go and buy a share in the Chelsea pitch owners who own the freehold of Stamford Bridge, and whose aim it is to ensure that Chelsea Football Club will remain playing football at Stamford Bridge. And to find out how to buy a share, email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners and follow them on Twitter at pitch owners. We, I'm afraid, or maybe some will say, thank God, but we're nearly done. <laughs> the end is nigh. It's time to go to bed. Or for me, actually, about three hours of bloody editing this mad stuff. But there you go. Um, but I, I, I joke not. Uh, this That is all we've got time for tonight. We will be uh, back next Monday. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking about the Mole Vidi game and uh, the Southampton away game. Very upset that I'm not going to the Southampton away game this year. I didn't get my finger out to get a ticket. And then I found out the trains are going to be screwed up. And uh, and then I got offered four hours work from Love Sport Radio. So, uh, say Levy. Hopefully, I can just needle you and Roberts for a whole morning, and then hopefully the the boys can not let me down by following through and winning. But there we go. We'll be talking all about it next Monday. Uh, we'll be previewing it, of course, on the Love Sport Radio show. As I said a minute ago, do do please give us a call on Friday night between seven and nine on oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. And uh, hopefully, as I said, I'll be doing a podcast with Kerry on Thursday as well. All of these are up on the usual platforms, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, and other relevant podcast media. Now, you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, me at Ch- uh, Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, uh, and uh, Tony at Grocer Jack UK, and Alex at CFCGWLB. Uh, and of course, uh, do check out our website, ChelseaFanCast.com, where there will be lots of great blogs written by lots of lovely people. Look out for one uh, from Vin de Blue, who is in Mixler at the moment. Uh, when uh, when Gion's finished editing it, he will put it up there. Massive thanks to Gion for editing it, as always. Right. Time for us to go. Um, who's still in, who's, who's not gone off to sleep yet? Jonathan, I'll try you first. Uh, lovely to see you, as always. I will... I will see you maybe on Thursday, if not definitely on Friday, right? No, he's asleep. Well, at least he's oh, kind of right, alive. Hello. Sorry, what? What was that? Mr. Yes, I'll see you on Thursday. If you want to come to the... Uh, we, we can do a quick um, um, video thing, can't we? A yes, vidi vidi. Like. We can pop, do a vidi vidi, again, can't we? Video vidi. Pop in, give me a text. I will try and, I will try and do cup, that, yes, because I, I, I won't be... Cup of tea. Yes, I I might do that. Although Ron scared me a bit on Saturday. Ron won't be there. <laughs> okay, that's all right then. But um, yeah, I, I, that's probably a good idea because I'm kind of you know trying to. I'm I'm not really supposed to be drinking while I'm on this diet. So, <coughs> uh, do they do they do green do they do green vegan oh tea, my Jonathan? God, that they sounds do. like a fucking nightmare. They, do, that they, they can do whatever you want. They'll even get you a banana. <laughs> 
Oh, I like bananas are good. I'm I'm snacking up on bananas. Oh, you foul there. beast. Oh, yeah, That's good. Yeah, my farts are smelling oh. awful as well. You, you, you know, you won't you won't you won't want to be around me. I might come and see Tony on Thursday and, and, and loiter around in uh, Gate 15 just to piss him off. Jonathan, I look forward to seeing you. Hopefully on Thursday, definitely on Friday. Uh, Tony, as always, you've been an absolute legend, mate. It was lovely it was to see you in the pub. Brilliant, on, uh, and Saturday, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we've got a yeah, great we've got a prospective date on the international break, haven't we? I think a, a potential pub walk, which we can, uh, which would be fantastic to chew the fat on. Yeah, yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, although if I'm not drinking, I might give that a swerve, but uh, don't tell anybody that. Uh, uh, maybe I'll be allowed to drink. Mineral I, mean, I don't know. I still haven't figured out water. what the rules are. But what? Yeah. What, what are the pub yes. calls this lot? Do yeah. the wait one. Then you're allowed. Anyway, Tony. Yeah, Tony, uh, you've been brilliant. It's lovely having you on the show as always, and of course, only matched by the wonderful, effervescent, intelligent, beautiful, uh, irre- irreverent. Nice. And uh, there you go. I'm just trying to be nice to her because she always thinks I'm horrible to her, and then she then she goes and does everybody else's podcast. You know I what? I can, so I, I'm I can live with you being a vegan. I always have to give her love. But the bananas is just it's too much. Too, just too much. All right, no oh, bananas for Alex. Okay. Indeed, mate. That's got. It's got. We got to go. Alex, Tony, Jonathan, you've all been brilliant. Uh, the people in uh, Mixler have been fantastic tonight. Long suffering and patient. We love you all. Uh, thanks for joining in. We really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue. Keep it carefree. And keep Hello. the chills. Up the chills. Up the It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.